NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Thunder Rosa, and Mickey James talk to Jordan Grace, your TNA Knockouts Champion after her big appearance at the Royal Rumble this past Saturday. Also... Thunder Rosa gets into her number two AEW ranking. And Mickey James talks about the injury to CM Punk coming out of the Royal Rumble. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You know, Mickey, yeah. Thunder and I talked a lot about the Rumble. Jordan Grace is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. And I know you talked about it on Monday, which you can catch that on demand on the SiriusXM app or on the Busted Open Podcast because it was great with you, uh, Tommy, and Mark this past Monday. But, man, Jordan Grace did it on Saturday. You did the same thing as well just a couple of years ago, holding on to that knockouts championship and being at the Royal Rumble. With yeah. all the tribalism that goes on with fans, it shows you that that tribalism doesn't go on with the companies. And it's right. great to see uh, TNA and WWE have that relationship to have that special moment uh, this past Saturday. And boy, what a moment it was. Oh my God, it was incredible. It was incredible. You know, you think about that and also the opportunities that hopefully it brings in the future if that door is wide open. And I thought Jordan killed it. You know, she made such an impression and she did so well. And even still after like the buzz about it, but she looked like a star because she is a star. And I think that there's nothing wrong with recognizing incredible talent and to say like she is the women's champion she is the imp the knockouts champion um and then to come into the rumble and she had an incredible showing i thought she did yeah. great you know yeah, and had some really awesome moments um and yeah i think it's a good for both sides because i think that you know both obviously i have loved for both companies myself so then to see both of them win and that kind of um, with that representation and everything. It was just amazing, you know? Mickey, it was. Uh, you put a, a tweet and you talk about you being the person, well, the main person, but probably the first person that opened that door. Uh, going through all that process and now, you know, you being the first person that do that as a champion uh, back when you did the Rumble, uh, how do you feel about, yeah, the process? How was it for you? And, and, and how proud are you that, it's continuing now. Um, I'm incredibly uh, proud. I guess I wouldn't say proud because uh, I don't think it was obviously Jordan and I's entrance were very different. You know, I had yes. been with the company 
twice, you know, and had my own career there and all that. So it was even a, the reactions were different based on my familiarity with the WWE audience as well. And plus that respect and then the stuff that I'd been able to do with impact. And plus it was the groundbreaking, certainly first ever for the female. I think, you yeah. know, obviously Jeff Jarrett did it. Uh, Dan Severn did it, but that was way, you know, like that was a whole different era, not this landscape that we see now. Um, and then to even see the cross representation of like Cody coming over, you know, and there's mm-hmm. still been some yep. talks and and hints and drops of whatever with other companies. So still to have that acknowledgement out there, I think it's important because um, we all have like different paths, you know, but Jordan's was so different because she had never been seen by a WWE audience before, you know. So yeah. this is the first time someone who the WWE audience had never seen um, is coming out in the Royal Rumble as another company's world champion like that's really so that deserves her own notch in itself like i think that's like it's really powerful and for her and and scott and obviously all the powers to be to have that come to fruition because i remember how stressful and how um nervous and excited yet um terrified something was going to go wrong like right my music wasn't going to play i was going to be told i couldn't take the championship out last minute or any, all these things that run through a crazy person's head uh, before you're going out there throughout the day, then it's like, it happens. It's like, Oh my God, amazing. So then to see it happen again Mm -hmm. and something with someone who had never been seen in that audience. And to then think like the only sense I think pride I would have in that, that state of that one is that hopefully um, that trust and that relationship in doing it the first time and um, with that respect and all the things that, you know, encompassed making that moment happen, hopefully kept that door open for other people to come through and really shine. And she did. So, you know, Mickey, you brought up an excellent point and I didn't think about it because when I saw it in real time, I was on the cruise, we're watching mm-hmm. it on a laptop and I couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it back once I got home and the positive reaction that she got when she came out at the Rumble. You're right. Yeah. Like Mickey, the WWE universe knows you. You're a legend in the WWE. To me, a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Jordan Grace it. isn't known at all by that audience. This is the mm-hmm. first time she's in front. So to get that reaction really says what she means and what TNA means to the wrestling landscape that she got totally. such a great reaction yeah. like she did this past Saturday. And they had those moments, you know, she got a great reaction on her entrance. I thought she came out, she had those moments with trend, you know, and then the show her power and she really dominated in there and lasted a while. And, and, and so even her elimination was so cool and different, you know, freaking sick. Cause she's crazy. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it. And I thought it was so wonderful. I think the only thing, and this is what gets me is like social media is like, I said this, I think yesterday I go, I don't understand why sometimes we, I'm not trying to generalize. I didn't want to say just fans or whatever. We feel the need to like minimize someone else's accomplishments in yes. order to spotlight or shine a brighter light on someone else's when they are 
not really comparable, you know what I mean? Like it's in that sense, because I had been there to WWE so many times and hopefully, you know, it was the first time ever or whatever, but mm -hmm. Jordan had never been seen by. So they were very, very different and very special and very unique and powerful in their own rights. I don't know why we have to try to make like one better than the other on either side, on either side. I think it's unfair. It's unfair to me and it's unfair to Jordan, you know, to even compare them in that right but that's what people do that's what fans do that's no, the I, mean, only I think it, it that's sorry david i, I think it no, is important ahead, for people to understand and i've known uh jordan from a long long time and he used to wrestle here in some of the very small places here in texas so for me to see her there and and like i never fathomed that she was going to do her debut in one of the biggest pay-per-views of right? one of the major companies in the world as a champion let alone and and yes, she deserves all the accolades because she's worked tirelessly, not only to look the way that she looks, to work the way that she works, and mm -hmm. like how driven she's always been. She's been doing this since she's 14. So yeah. I, I was absolutely extremely proud. And I think everyone has had to work with her or knows her was extremely proud of totally. the moments that she that she had in that ring because for a lot of people that's one of their dreams to to accomplish is to right. do a royal rumble to like be in front of that many people and like and even though people thought that they didn't know her they know her because she's done such an incredible job on uh, promoting herself and branding mm -hmm. herself in the last couple of years absolutely and, she, and we've yes. watched her grow and yes. change and morph into the Jordan Grace we see today, right? And she's done that publicly, very vulnerably and authentically via social media. She's used that vehicle, probably the smartest, I think, out of a lot of talent, especially talent like client climbing. Like she's smart. She's a smart woman. Like she's a smart businesswoman. Um, and I think she's a strong, like the see this transformation and how she's grown and the, the performer she is now, like she's at the top of her game. She's one of the best of the best. And I think that's why they like, she needed to be in the rumble because she is, she is one of the best. So. And we're going to talk to Jordan to grace. No, no. We're going to talk to Jordan grace in 15 minutes. I'm really looking forward to it because we spoke to her just a couple of weeks ago, not yeah. knowing that this appearance was going to happen. And then seeing this appearance, she faved you. It, yeah, she, she really did. And it was right after winning the championship, which is, that's the best, right? Isn't that the best yeah. when you don't know and you are surprised? Cause I didn't see it coming. And to see that moment, and I actually have a story I have to tell in regards to being on the Jericho cruise and and that moment happening, but I'll wait until Jordan's on to tell that story. But the other big news, Mickey, and this has actually broken since the last time you were on the air with us, was about CM Punk and about the injury with CM Punk. And he went on Monday Night Raw, and he got emotional and talked about, you know, once again, he's going to miss that main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. And... Him being gone for a decade, right? And then fighting his way back, coming to AEW, being injured, coming back from that injury, coming back to the WWE and getting injured again. Like, I can't imagine. And Thunder, you're go you're you're just coming back from, you know, being out for 16 months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd love to, you know, like Mickey, like, what's the mindset? Like, it's gotta be so difficult to work your ass off. And it's very hard. It's kind of like, here, yeah, we're approaching the Super Bowl. Like, 
You go, you lose the Super Bowl, then the next year you fight to get back to the Super Bowl again, and you're right on the verge, and then you get injured, and you miss that game. I can't imagine what's going on mentally for CM Punk right now. Oh, I'm sure he's devastated. Like, it's devastating for this moment and to wait for so long. And, you know, he had had the same injury, right? Like a similar injury that he just came back from. But I think just to come, you know, to have all of this, like, right in front of you and to be able to – and then it's just taken away – all it's devastating injuries suck anyway to be able to get hurt and then be pulled you're already you know usually involved in something or something's going on but just getting hurt and injured and then that recovery process and that whole thing of fighting to get back is hard enough as it is but now you put that mix of like it was wrestlemania and it was right there you know and now it's gone and it'd been so so long and i think the fans were really excited about it i'm sure he was excited about it you know um but yeah, and now I'm sure that there's like this major like reshift pivot. David. Yeah, pivot. <laughs> yeah, pivot. And 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 we're gonna see that. And Thunder, you had to deal with it too. And here you are, Thunder, because now AEW has those rankings back. You're number two on the rankings. So you've not only you're one in back, our hearts, Thunder. Yes, and you're undefeated <laughs> since coming back. And now you're back in those rankings at number two. So, so Thunder, let me ask you, coming back from being out for 60 months, being undefeated now that you're back, and now being number two on the rankings, like what's going on in your head since coming back from that injury? You really want to know what's going on in my head? That's a dangerous yes. question, David. <laughs> That's a dangerous, I, I, very I dangerous thing. You're, 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 you're stepping on dangerous territory right now. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, it's it's interesting to come back and just to like try to earn my my stripes again. Um, when you leave with an injury, like you have an expectation that you're just gonna go back to the top and try to like defend the title cause that you never lost, right? I mean, you've been through that, Mickey, where you like lost the title too because of injury. Uh, but now I have to again. It's not what I deserve. I have to earn it, right? It's just, it is what it is. So um, I'm waiting out there. I've been waiting in the shadows for a while. I've been very patient and I'm not here to play games, David. I, you know this very well. I said this at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm a prize fighter. I'm not here to just get TV time and look pretty. I love doing that. Don't get me wrong. But I want to, you know, I want the prices. I want to be on top. Yeah. It's not show friends. It's show biz. Yeah, I I I didn't uh, I didn't I wasn't born for mediocrity. I was right. born to be yep. to be great, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about in, in every aspect of my life and everything that I do, I take it very serious and I take it to the next level. Um, I challenge my whole life to do something different and to be excellent, and that's what I expect for myself until I the day I retire from professional wrestling is to be excellent, to elevate others, so I could be elevated myself too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I will continue to work extremely hard to earn my place again in in the rankings. And that's what I'm doing. And um, people can say otherwise. I don't care at this point. I'm here for what it, what I have earned, what I have worked. And that is it. That is it. I like I it. I love it. And you got to be. I want some more of it. About it. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Yeah. And yeah. I tried so hard. Yes. I can't rise above it. <laughs> Don't know what it is about that little gal's loving, but I like it. 
I love it. I love it. I want some more of I it. Want some more of it. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. TNA Knockouts Champion, the one and only Jordan Grace. Jordan, good morning, and thank you so much for the time. Good morning, of course. I feel like I just talked to you. You did, <laughs> and we had no idea that you were going to make that appearance on Saturday. We had you on to congratulate you on becoming the new uh, TNA Knockouts Champion once again, but... A lot, a lot to unpack here, Jordan, and myself, Thunder, and Mickey were just talking about it. And I think it's the power of TNA, but also the power of what you've been able to accomplish. You make that appearance at the Royal Rumble on Saturday. And, you know, for the most part, you would think the WWE Universe does not know you because you've never been on WWE programming. But describe the pop, the reaction you got on Saturday at the Rumble in front of all those people, and it shows the power of what you've been able to accomplish to get that type of reaction. You know, describe that feeling from this past Saturday. So, honestly, I I had very I had no expectations because I didn't think anybody was going to know me because the it's the WWE Universe. It's not. I don't know what the crossover is between how many – WWE slash casual fans watch TNA wrestling. So I just went in with no expectations and I was I was very pleasantly surprised when I came out and not only at like the reaction people had to me, but also the reaction to people that people had to me in Trinity. Cause I was I was I was very like blown away that everybody seemed to kind of know our history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about that. I mean, it was like it was really incredible. I was so, so happy because you know the you're right. Like the WWE audience doesn't know you or you don't know how many are crossing over, right? Like they're not familiar with you in the WWE landscape. So it's like a monumental moment for your first time on WWE program. WWE television is at the Royal Rumble in this huge moment with the crossover. But the people like really reacted for it. And then you guys, you and Trent in the ring and like that hug and that like acknowledgement of what just happened. And it was so still fresh in people's mind and to see the people actually come up for it. That just shows the genuine love I think the audience has for impact and what they do. Um, and then the going off on each other. I freaking loved it. I mean, you know, and you had some really cool moments out there too. And you lasted a long time. I know. I, I lasted longer than I normally wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> so in those but moments yeah, where just... you, so I'm sorry, go before on. you, like you go, cause there's, I had to watch it on replay because somebody told me exactly what Mickey was saying. Like she lasted a long time. Yeah. But when you were there, Jordan, and like 
And I'm going to uh, link this to a post that you made about your mother and how she supported you. When you were there and you were having all this really cool shit and uh, millions and millions of people watching, how do you see that 14-year-old girl and that super superstar girl in the ring and in front of 50,000 people plus? Honestly, I don't know. I never thought that this, like, obviously this is a goal, but I never actually pictured myself, like, doing it for real. Um, and, I mean, it's it's a dream come true. That's, that's, that's cliche to say, but really that's exactly what it is. And to have my mom there from uh, me having my first match was a battle royal. When I was 14, I lasted, I lasted 10 seconds in the ring, maybe. I got in, jumped on a guy's back, and he just threw me outside. And my mom was there for that when in front of 15 people. And she was there for me to wrestle in front of 45, 50,000 people and last a lot longer than 10 seconds. So <laughs> that was <laughs> that was really, really like all I could have ever imagined. Yeah. I just got chill bumps when you said that. I say because I remember like even like from the WrestleMania, my mom was like, there for my first WrestleMania or whatever, but she had same seen seen me wrestle and watched it in front of ten people at like an armory or wherever to then get to that like dude, you killed and it. And it's like I'm our moms probably never think that it's it's really gonna happen. They support us, of course. Go ahead, honey. Never, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they She's never the think we're gonna get to that point, so they're probably just like, "Wow, holy holy crap!" <laughs> yeah, surreal. I I I could never imagine what it's like. But, you know, talk about and you've wrestled in in front of some big crowds and mm -hmm. in front of sellout crowds before. But this is another level. This is a stadium, like you said, over 50,000 people in attendance. Like when you're in the ring, did you take a, a moment for yourself to kind of understand the significance of that moment? Because I know you're you're obviously a million things are going through your mind and so much is going on in the ring. But. Were you able to take that moment for yourself in front of that crowd to kind of just, wow, I'm here? I did that once I walked out through the through the curtain. I, I couldn't do that in the ring just because that's not right. how my mind works. I just have to 100% focus on what I'm doing. Um, I will say, though, I found it much easier wrestling in front of that many people as opposed to a very a small crowd. Because yeah. I feel like, I guess I would compare it to like a stand-up comic if you're like, talking in front of 10 people you feel a lot more pressure than if you're talking to like thousands and thousands of people because out of those thousands of people someone's going to react but it's a very low percentage of someone reacting with just 10 people and also i feel like there's a there's a certain energy when you're in a arena of fifty thousand people like it's it's the energy is contagious it just carries over from one person to the next and in a smaller crowd people might be afraid to kind of let loose and yell and scream and do stuff like that. But when all these people are around you doing it, they feel a lot more comfortable to be able to do that. Yeah. Interesting. I have uh, a question. I okay, have a question. Ahead. I mean, I would love for you to walk us through the day because God it's just so crazy. But um, I think just because I've been in both locker rooms and I think they're both amazing and I have so much love for, how was that experience like walking into the locker room and were they very like, giving and receptive i'm no chelsea's there like there's all these people that kind of the crossover is there already yeah. but how was that for you because i'm sure it was also like oh shit i'm walking into their territory and they're 
um, space. So I, I mean, it, it felt kind of almost the exact same, like, except it's yeah. an actual locker room, you know, at, at TNA, sometimes it's not, it's yeah. not a real locker room. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we gotta, we gotta have the curtain up and whatever, but it was, uh, I, I knew like 75% of the girls there. Right. So there was a lot of NXT girls there. Mia was there. Um, the ref, Aja Pereira, like yep. we go way back. Like I've known her for 10 12 years now i just yeah. knew a lot of people there so i i felt very comfortable in the locker room good good yeah and everyone was super nice even even if the girls i didn't know they were super nice which yeah uh, i i i don't know what i expected but i didn't think they were going to be as nice as they were to an right. outsider essentially yeah no, but that's yeah. beautiful though because that that tells you like the power of all the work that you've done, not in the ring, but in social media, you will have a strong, very strong presence in social media. And you've been, uh, we were discussing this off the air, uh, some of the things that you've done and you have been super successful to promote yourself, to promote your brand, to promote your your process and your journey. And I wanted to talk about your journey as as a Jordan, right? As, as that 14 year old girl that had a dream and it took like, turns and in crazy ways to make it where she's at um just tell tell our listeners what had been like some of the the lowest and some of the highest before this of this moment that really like changed you uh to be the person that you are now just like in wrestling in general or like my personal life and in wrestling you can you can just put it on wrestling if you want to or if you want to be more open and vulnerable it could be impersonal so uh, me me and my husband always talk about this we moved um together to a town called york pennsylvania to try to he wanted to get signed to ring of honor and i wanted to get signed anywhere really and um i remember we we had our apartment and we didn't have furniture for months so we were sleeping on the floor for months and months and months we were on food stamps like that we talk about that all the time because that was like our lowest point and now to see us come from that to this, like him being, him achieving his dream dream of becoming Ring of Honor World Champion and me to have just done what I've done is, is really, really wild to me. Yeah. I love that. And you deserve it's it because it's just, you freaking busted your ass, Jordan. Like, and we were talking about too, like the authenticity, uh, there's the word. Um, and just your vulnerability <laughs> on your social media uh, and that transformation from where you were as baby Jordan, as she's talking about, to the knockouts world champion now three times, three times, three times. Three Am times. I right? Yes. Yep. Um, I'm coming up on you. I, <laughs> I might have to come back for that. I don't know about that. I'm just joking. Uh, but that's just wild and like that journey i mean it, it's really made you but it's also made you the performer that you are i think and is why you're so driven and why yeah, you like you know, go get it you know what's crazy Mickey, is i never and this is like just this is just how i feel i never feel like i work hard enough like oh, right. i just i'm i i just that's like it's you. such a crazy feeling like have i worked hard enough to deserve the opportunities that i've been given Am I working harder than the pe than other people? Like that's just always constantly going through my mind. I feel you. I feel that like that is a perfect example of someone, like you said, where you were on food stamps and you face real struggle for many, many years that feels that it's not working enough. I feel the same way. But I can tell you from where 
I don't know. I, I think I've known you for what, seven, seven, eight years. You're, yeah. you started so many businesses along with professional wrestling and you were successful in some and some of them, you just like, no, it's too much work. I'm just going to focus on this one. And you became super successful in other things, but it's just like that mentality that you're always looking for more. And you said something, I deserve this opportunity. It's not that you have deserved the opportunity, Jordan. You earn every single thing you have because mm -hmm. you have worked tirelessly with your body, with your presence, with the body of work in the ring. And, and this Sunday, like it was, I was so happy to see everything you've done all these years in that, in that place so that people can see who the hell you are. And who are you going to become? Because you're going to become bigger than this. No questions asked about this. So you should be very proud it. of what you've done. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right in that I have, like, you know, earned the opportunity. But just me personally, like, I, I can never get that into my mind. And I so I just, I, it's, it's like a really hard thing for me to just wrap my mind around. So I have to tell myself every single morning, you have to, you have to get up and you have to do these things so that if you haven't earned the opportunities you've been given yet, you're going to earn them with the things that you do. So that's, yeah. that's just how I feel. <laughs> I mean, Jordan, that's all right. You... That's a championship mindset, right? Like, I think that's always, we all do that. We're first off, we're our own worst critics anyway, yeah. first and foremost, but also it's always questioning yourself. Like, is it enough? Have I done enough? Do I deserve that? Like, am I deserving all the, that's a, you know, I think we all do that. I do that. But you have to be kind it, like, to yourself and you do. I hope you do recognize sometimes when you have those moments, like I was so happy to say like, Oh, when I walked out there on stage, when I, I could really just take it in and take in this moment because you can, that energy and that feeling of like out on that stage, like where you can just get chill bumps, just thinking about it. Like you can tap into that in those, like making your greatness moments, right. To like really pull from that a lot. I think. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a high that I've never felt before. Yeah, for sure. Put it in a bottle. We'd be so rich if we could just put it in a bottle. I and know. Maybe and just like little nuggets, drink it a Here. little bit. <laughs> but Jordan, think about, I mean, here we are. We're right at the beginning of 2024. And so far. Where is this it going to go from here? Yeah, like this it's so far downhill. this year. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, what a way to start the year. You win the TNA Knockouts Championship. You beat Trinity at Hard to Kill. And then you defend that championship. And then you go on to the Royal Rumble. Like, I mean. You know, I think it. I think you do need to do those things. I think you do need to have those moments where you look back when you first started your career and when you were struggling and you had no furniture in the apartment and you were, you know, struggling financially. And then you have to be like, look how far I came. I have championship title around my waist. And then I represent not only that championship, but I re represent the entire company that I work for on the biggest stage at the Royal Rumble in front of 50,000 fans. And I, I wasn't in Tampa last weekend. I was on the Jericho cruise and, you know, a fan was able to get a laptop and get enough internet that 50 of us were able to sit in this very small area <laughs> on a small laptop watching the Royal Rumble and all the watch parties happening. And that's what y'all did. <laughs> well, I mean, but you know, but it's the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. And, 
And then I look to my left, and there is Scott Demore and Giselle Shaw and Deanna Perrazzo, and the smile from ear to ear watching, you know, their friend and their coworker and somebody that they've known for years have that moment. Like they were all like so happy and so emotional and like Jordan, you're not just doing it for you, which you are doing it for. And that's that like with what you've been through, that's an amazing accomplishment, but you're also doing it for other people and doing it for your company and doing it for your, the people you share a locker room with. Like, man, that is, that is such a beautiful thing. And in a, in a community like pro wrestling that unfortunately we spend too much time on social media and too much with the tribalism to have a moment like we did on Saturday. It's just as a fan and I'm just a fan. I'm not somebody who steps through the ring ropes. I felt that moment and so many people felt. So I just wanted to say thank you for giving the pro wrestling community that moment on Saturday. Oh no, don't, don't thank me. Don't thank me. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was an opportunity that I just never thought I'd get. And I just, I really wanted to make everyone proud. All my friends, my family, the company, it was a a lot of pressure and I'm just glad I, I made it through. Yeah, you certainly did make everybody proud, I think. There I have was a, a lot of, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, if there's anything, I think that one part of your story, which, like, really resonated with me is, like, that struggle and that grind of sleeping on your floor. Like, I think that some people, that when people give up on their dreams, it's because when it gets to those, like, low places, like, yeah. it's the push through, the drive through, and to be able to see that goal at the end and see the light at the end of the tunnel and all these cliche things people say like what was it do you think because I'm like I don't know if this is a quality people are born with or if it's just a mindset thing like I can't explain it for people but like what was it for you um that made you push through those things like to go like no I'm sticking it through I'm gonna keep going like there's you know what was it I just I've always seen my mom like do whatever she can to take care of me and my brothers and sisters And I've always wanted to just give something back to her. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that. Like, I want to be able to buy her a car, buy her house, give her everything that she deserves. And so Mm -hmm. I just, that's, that's my ultimate goal. I want to be able to do all those things for her. And obviously I got to have money to do that. So I I had to make it, (laughs) whether it's going to be, and if it wasn't wrestling, I feel like I, I would have had to have done something else, but thank God that I just kept pushing and trying and wrestling and finally like things came together. Yeah. So Jordan, with this opportunity that uh, you guys open now is the second year that uh, it happens. Uh, there was uh, some WWE superstars that were very impressed and they, they had really awesome comments about you and your performance. Uh, is there anybody from there that you were in the ring with that you would like for them to probably come to TNA and probably have a one-on-one with you? Is that you think that could be a possibility? That I think could be a possibility. I mean, I feel like anything is possible at this point after this weekend. I would love to wrestle Ivy Nile. I would love to wrestle Bianca. I'd love to wrestle Jade. I guess pretty much any of the the strong women because that's like yes. <laughs> kind of what I'm drawn to. Like any of those women would be so awesome. And I really like, I feel like Ivy Nile, I see, I see a lot of myself in her. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she's only been wrestling for a few years, but I just see like her just coming up for real. 
she's like uh she's my she's my exact same height um she's like 20 pounds like less than me but i just see so much of myself in her it's it's crazy yeah. we just talked about working out backstage and it i she's feel like a, a kinship for real yeah she's a hard worker and she's explosive out there but she is oh, she's yeah. always there every time i went to nxt um, when she was there before she really even made her debut, she was there for every practice, every training set. Like she was, she's a hustler. Like she's a hard worker and she's like really earned it and she's yeah. done great. And, yeah. And some of the moves she did, I did a, the, what is it called? Um, the motion capture for the video mm -hmm. game for her. Some of the moves she do she does is are hard. Like I can't do any kind of kicks and I had to, I had to start trying to throw those kicks <laughs> in the motion capture thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Jordan, last thing, and thank you so much for the time, and it's been great having a conversation with you. Listen, I'm not an interior decorator or anything like that, but, you know, with you and your husband, I think it may be a good idea to get, like, a big picture to put in your living room of him with that Ring of Honor championship and you standing in the ring at the Royal Rumble, like, like and just, like, dream above it because – to have him, you know, live his dream, being a Ring of Honor champion, and having you live your dream of standing in front of 50,000 people at the Royal Rumble and have that caption, a dream above it. I don't know. That could look pretty Dave, good in your living room. Dave, hold on. I want to show you something that they that they gave me. I feel like this this would be, would be absolutely perfect. Wait, so you got a gift? Me. Yeah, I got a gift. Look at what this. What the? Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. I, I thought was, it was a purse at first. I was there. Wow. That's it's a little, so cool. little tiny belt. <laughs> I love that. And actually, technically, I don't think it was supposed to be a gift. I, I I saw it on the table, and I was like, how can I get one of these? And the merch guy was just gave it to me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.